to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And this is May. And welcome back to the Cinema Rag. Today, we're going to continue the Tom Cruiseology and discuss 2005 to today Tom Cruise movies. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing okay. How about you? I'm doing as great as I can be. So, we discussed <laughs> in the last episode how maybe. 90s Tom Cruise to like late 80s I would say like 87 to maybe 2004 is peak Cruise and I think that going into the 21st century you see Cruise there, there's some trends with Cruise's work and we're definitely going to discuss this one of them I think is he's just he's just doing less work he's doing less movies and then he's pivoting where if you look at the early part of his career he really didn't do a lot of action movies and then in the 21st century, pretty much all he's doing are action movies. What do you think, May? Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. And I do think it has something to do with a midlife crisis, perhaps, or just, you know, he just really wants to concentrate on the action based on his Scientology guru. I mean, I think that he 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 has a huge influence over Tom Cruise's career, and Tom Cruise lets him have that influence. And I know that might sound a bit controversial there, but I, I think it's true. I think that Scientology plays a large part in his in, in his life. So, well, certainly, certainly that can be talk, true. Talk to Leah about that too. Certainly, like with John Travolta, who was also Scientology, it got so much that he was into it that he did Battleship Earth, which was a novel by L. Ron Hubbard. So no doubt we can say that about Travolta. With Cruz, certainly he is a big level person in Scientology. And I'll respect your opinion. I really don't know if it's really affected his career choices, but certainly he is a big wig. Now, if you take away let's say Top Gun, if you look at all his movies prior to 2004, aside from the first two Mission Impossible movies, he doesn't do action, right? He's doing legitimate drama with legitimate directors. And then at the, the third half of his career, it's pretty much been all action. So let's get to it. Let's start with Collateral. Okay. Collateral's 2004. And this is, of course, with one of the best directors of all time, Michael Mann. And this is... Uh, where well, maybe we'll do a future episode on uh, on the gentleman uh, who got the Academy Award, who plays, uh, oh my God, he's escaping my, uh, Jamie Foxx. So Jamie Foxx gets the Academy Award for this movie. And I think, honestly, this is one of those top six movies where at least Cruz is trying. He plays a bad guy. You don't see Cruz doing that that often. And I think mm -hmm. this man movie is pretty winning and it's very much just them in the cab. Right. And it's just a very intense movie. And I think Cruz's performance is great here. Yeah, I agree. And I think that he plays a great nemesis and he's, 
a great villain. And you know, Jamie Foxx and he have a lot of a lot of chemistry going on there too, I think. I think Fox's um, character, Fox's career is, uh, I, I don't know if he's got talent or if it's his career is where it should be, where he hasn't really done much the last 15 years. Uh, you see brilliance is like when he does Ray and even any given Sunday and certainly in this movie, but it's like one of those careers. I don't know if it's just like, like Cuba Gooding Jr. where it's just a couple of great movies, but then unfulfilled potential or this is his potential and he had a couple of great moments and he gets an Academy Award, but really he's not that talented. I don't know. You know, I, I think the the movies that Jamie Foxx has been in, he's he's done excellent jobs in. But I I think maybe it's his personal life, maybe. And he is also a comedian too, isn't he? Yeah, originally, yeah. Yeah, so I I think maybe it's just his own personal choices in life that have led him down the road that he's sent down. So perhaps because 15, 15, 20 years ago he was doing a lot of movies and now he barely does he doesn't do a lot of movies. But either way, I mean this is about Tom Cruise. I think this is the de departure instead of what a lot of people might think with Magnolia, but I think it's more collateral, right? He this is this is his last time where he's like, All right, I'm gonna do a legitimate job. I wanna get an Academy Award. And I want to win. And then when he doesn't get that here, I think this is the departure. Because if you look at the filmography after this, there's pretty much no drama. It's all action crews where you could say he's essentially packing it in. This is one of his last movies where he's actually trying to do a character study on on a character, so to speak. Yeah, I, I agree. I think something must have clicked in his head. He you just, would say uh, agree <laughs> with you, Academy. Yeah, maybe Miscavige <laughs> told him it's like, hey, you got to be bringing in more money for Scientology. We need you to do more mainstream movies again. Because if you look, I mean, if you look at the run he goes on after this, he does War of the Worlds with Spielberg. That's uh, the second movie with Spielberg after Minority Report, and so he does Minority Report and War of the Worlds together with Spielberg within a three-year period. And then mm -hmm. the next year he does Mission Impossible 3. So let's cover War of the Worlds. Uh, my take on War of the Worlds is that it's entertaining. I'll probably never watch it again. And it's Cruz being Cruz. I, 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 I don't think there's anything shocking. Like if you watch him in this, you watch him in Oblivion, you watch him in a bunch of these movies, it's just Cruz being Cruz. I don't think there's a lot of great acting in this movie by him. Yeah, I guess. I, I think he's he plays a good father to... Uh... Dakota Fanning. And it's rare and, when he plays a father because he never plays as a parent, as a father in most of his movies, right? Because I think it undercuts so, yeah. I'm young forever I, mentality that he has. I, I do think that this movie has like a really long scene where it's just totally ridiculous where you could take out 20, 30 minutes of that scene and it, it would be all right. Um, I, I can't really describe it but it's, uh, it's during the night when they first have to depart their home and they're just caught in like this this um underground cave or something like that and it lasts so long this dumb scene and i think the editing could have been a lot better in this film well let, but, let Spielberg know that 
Yeah, right, right. But as far as Cruz, I think he does a solid job. Yeah, he's Cruz. As far as being the father. Yeah, he's all right. All right, let's get to Mission Impossible 3. I think (laughs) Mission Impossible 3 is probably famous because this is J.J. Abrams directing after De Palma, Mm -hmm. who did the first two. And what I remember about Mission Impossible 3 is Michelle Moynihan's great, but I mean, this is Philip Seymour Hoffman's movie. He plays the villain, and really, out of the six movies, he's the only villain that truly, truly stands out. And I mean, rest in peace. He's one of the greatest actors we've had the last 20 years, and he's just great in this. And I like this movie. MI3 doesn't get a lot of run. Most people focus on one and then four, five, and six, each one getting better. But I think Mission Impossible 3 is very entertaining, and it doesn't have a lot of slow moments, and Hoffman is just great in this. Yeah, I agree with with you on Hoffman. He is great in this in this role, and I think Cruz, of course, is always good in the Mission Impossible movies. But they do become too run of the mill after a while, and you can tell, you know, <laughs> that he's probably even getting tired of playing Ethan Hunt. So well, apparently not enough to it. do not enough to do three more and then two more in the works. So I mean, well, yeah, he already has another one on, in the works again. He's, so, he's doing know. he's doing Dead Reckoning Part One and Two. All right, right. So this is in his what what I would like to call because his next two movies, next three movies, really tank. So after this is Lion for Lambs, and I remember this movie. It's also with Streep in it, and it's just this saccharine pushing a big agenda from the left kind of movie that absolutely tanked. It, it's like a DC mm-hmm. thriller kind of movie, totally tanked for both Streep and Cruz, just absolute stinker. And then he follows that up with Valkyrie, which I find to be an entertaining movie. Valkyrie, he plays the guy, Klaus von Stauffenberg, who tries to assassinate Hitler. And it's got a lot of, of people in that movie, like that guy. There's a lot of that guys in the movie. And I find it to be an entertaining movie, but it didn't do well. And then he follows that up in 2010 with Night and Day. And all Night and Day is an interesting movie because that's the one Cameron Diaz. And when I think of Night and Day, I think of Muse's song Awakening. You know, that song was part of that movie rollout. And that's Muse's mm-hmm. probably biggest hit. And in that movie, that movie was supposed to be a big hit because it had Diaz and, and Cruz. And the movie's entertaining. I think he's got pretty good chemistry with her. But have you seen Night and Day? No, I haven't. I haven't okay, seen so it. Night and Day, he plays like a spy who's a little crazy and off kilter. And Diaz is like the unsuspecting woman that he uses to kind of hide from this group that's trying to kill him. And then she gets sucked into it. So it's kind of like a comedy action. And they really play up the comedy. But the movie falls flat. It doesn't do well. So... You, you see in the mid-2000s, mid-2009s, mm-hmm. where Cruz's career, this would be his fallow period. This would be kind of his time in the desert, so to speak, where his movies are not hitting and they're not making a lot of money. Well, didn't you forget Tropic Thunder? Yeah, well, Tropic Thunder, he's a cameo. And I think he's entertainment, right? He's Les Grossman. Yeah. He's great. But that's not really his movie. I, I think Tropic Thunder is one of the best comedies of the last 20 years, if not top 10 of all time. I think it's such a great. Uh, well, he's of, hilarious. In he's it, hilarious in it. But I mean, that movie, yeah. <laughs> that movie is all to me, Robert Downer Jr. Jr. I mean, he is so yeah. great. 
and that movie can never well, be yeah. right now. It would be completely canceled at this point. Yeah, because of the woke. It's <laughs> this woke, woke period movie. that we're in. Uh, he's great yeah. in this, but he also has a really awkward MTV Music Award, MTV Movie Award, where he dresses up as Les Grossman. He does that, and it's really cringeworthy. So this oh time, really okay yeah this time of like 2004 to 2011, he's. Mm -hmm. he's He's just not really making the money. And I, I need to mention that. I forgot to mention the first two. That Cruz has made $8.5 trillion in the box office. He's worth an estimated $600 million, But his movies have made $8.6 trillion. Well, I'm very surprised he's not a billionaire yet. I mean... Well, well, maybe Muscovich and the Scientologists are taking that. Maybe right. they're taking his money. It's tied. Right? <laughs> In most churches, it's a 10%, but maybe they're taking 50%. I, who knows? Right. But let's okay. continue. So after 2010, he does Mission, Impos Mission Impossible Gross Protocol. This is probably most famous for him uh, hanging on the Burj Khalifa skyscraper in, in Dubai. And this is the one that introduces Jeremy Renner into the series and – I, I think it's a great movie. I find it to be entertaining and you know, I, mm -hmm. I find it to be up there with the other Mission Impossibles. And this movie does very well, not to be not to be uh, surprised by that. But what do you remember about Ghost Protocol? I remember who's the ingenue. Is it they, they roll out Rebecca Ferguson in this one. Yeah, this is Ferguson. Yeah, because Rebecca Ferguson is your girl. So yeah, I, mention her <laughs> I do remember that. I remember her. Um, I I do remember Jeremy Renner and that whole scene on the, the skyscraper and everything. So yeah, it, it's a very entertaining flick. Um, but again, I'm not a huge fan of the Mission Impossible movies, but this one is actually pretty good. You know, my mistake. Paula Patton is the love interest who used to be uh, Robin Thicke's ex-wife. So they bring out Rebecca. Oh, Ferguson. so not Rebecca Ferguson yet. No, they made okay. a mistake. They should have brought in Rebecca Ferguson in this one because she's beautiful. I love her. But I, I did, I did like Paula Patton though. I thought she was decent. She was good. She's all right. She's all right. So. All right. So 2012 is an interesting year because again, this is kind of a fallow period because he's doing Rock of Ages and Jack Reacher, and Rock of Ages. Yeah. Have you seen Rock of Ages? I have not seen Rock of Ages. No. So Rock of Ages is a strange movie because this and Reacher are two movies where you're like, why is Tom Cruise in this movie? So in Rock of Ages, it's kind of a takes place in the 80s and he plays Stacy Jacks, who is this iconic rock singer. And the whole movie's based on the premise of Julian Huff and Diego Bonetta meeting at this bar run by Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand. And he sings in this you know it's it's a musical so it's a musical julian huff sings in it even alec baldwin and russell brand singing it but he goes all out i mean he dresses like an 80s rock star and i think he's convincing it's one of these movies where it's a bad movie but you have to give credit to Cruz for really mm -hmm. getting into it like he did with interview of a vampire interview with a vampire and legend in <laughs> some of these movies where you're like and wow. Magnolia, even, yeah. Magnolia, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So Rock of Ages stunk, but people were like, "All right, you know, he's he's trying." But and then Jack Reacher, which is based on famous novels, it's another movie where it's like, 
why is he in this? You're Tom Cruise. And then he he follows it up with doing a sequel to Jack Reacher. And it's like, why are you doing a sequel to a movie that in the first place you shouldn't be in? You know, if you're going to be doing sequels, be doing sequels to your iconic movies. I don't know why he did a sequel to Jack Reacher, but these to me are two non-memorable movies. He had a following, that the movie had quite a following, probably. Maybe small, but he'd, he's Tom Cruise, and he can do whatever he wants. So but the question is, like, the money. Why, why do this? This is, this is a movie uh, uh, below him, completely mm-hmm. below him. Well, maybe not. Maybe he doesn't see it that way. Maybe he really enjoyed the experience and enjoyed the dire- director, maybe. So... But again, this is this is kind of the tough period for him. 2013, we get Oblivion, followed by 2014, Edge of Tomorrow. So Oblivion was one of the cruise, the few cruise movies I'd never seen. So I, I did watch it recently because it's on, I believe, HBO or Netflix. And Edge of Tomorrow is the one with Emily Blunt, which we had talked about before. And I think a lot of people overlook Oblivion because they remember Edge of Tomorrow. And Edge of Tomorrow was a gigantic hint. And there's rumors to be a sequel yeah. coming out. He's that that's not even in pre-production, so it's not uh, been greenlit. But Oblivion is fine, you know. Oblivion, it's a sci-fi one, and uh, he's fighting these droids, and it's kind of like a mixture of a Vanilla Sky with a Edge of Tomorrow. It's kind of like who's really the bad guy, who's the good guy. Morgan Freeman's in this movie. And it's pretty unmemorable. It's entertaining, and it it had the same director that he followed up with in Top Gun Two, Kaczynski, mm-hmm. Joseph Kaczynski. But it's one of those movies where you know it's it's going to make a lot of money, especially abroad, and it's entertaining, but can completely be skipped. Now you've seen Edge of Tomorrow. Why do, you, why do you like Edge of Tomorrow? I never saw Oblivion, but I did see Edge of Tomorrow. So, what do you think of Edge of Tomorrow and his performance in that? I I I, lo- I really like I, I enjoyed the movie thoroughly, and I do think Emily Blunt, who I said was overrated in the other episode, but um, she does an excellent job in this movie, um, playing his his partner. Um, and I, I think it's great. Not too. so much his not so much his real you know his love romantic interest or anything, but together they kind of play this video game like scenario where every time you die you just have to you get recuperated and are rein, reincarnated or not even reincarnated what's the right word for that resurrected every time you die so that that to me is you know that in itself was sort of a sort of a stressful element for me but because they resurrect themselves probably like 30 or 40 times or maybe it's a clever premise and it's one of the cruise movies where cruise plays as plays a loser so you never see him playing 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 a loser normally Mm -hmm. early in his career right he's the young rash guy think of top gun think of color of money think of jerry Maguire. and it's always like successful brash guy who who stumbles in this movie he's a loser well i think Tom Cruise really needs to be recognized for is the fact that he's done uh, four sci-fi movies in his career. And not very many actors can say they've done four science fiction films. 
So. Well, I think this is the enigma of Tom Cruise. Is like, does does he want to be an action star the entire his entire career, or does he want to be a serious actor? And then he just realized, I'm not going to win the Academy Award, and I'm just going to be an actor <laughs> because it's it's a weird. He win it. Man, I think he can still win it. Even it's a, a weird, 60s, it's a weird film. He has a very weird filmography because early in his career, for the first 20 years, he's a legitimate A star working with the best directors, doing a lot of character studies, a lot of great dramas. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, I'm 45. I'm just going to do action movies for the next 20 years and maybe for the rest of his life. It's just a very strange career. And we'll, we'll get to that at the end. But Edge of Tomorrow is good because okay, it's, it's a mix. It's, it's it is, a mix of Scientology beliefs, too. I don't I know. I don't know. But we'll get to it at the end when we see <laughs> this movie. So Edge of Tomorrow is a great movie because it's just cleverly written, and he's funny in it, and he's a loser in it. And it's just a, it, it's an interesting sci-fi movie, and Emily Blunt is, is great in it. And we talked about her in the overrated yeah. uh, movie, and I think she's great in it. Now, let's get to 2015. He's doing Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Where of course he plays Ethan. This Hunt. is the last one, right? That no, was last. Fallout. Season. Fallout's the next one. So Rogue Nation. Oh, oh. Rogue Gosh, Nation. There's so many of these films. Rogue Nation. Okay. The one he does with Christopher McQuarrie. So essentially, he only works with Joseph Kaminsky and Christopher McQuarrie the rest of his career because it's the, the these same two directors. But Rebecca Ferguson is introduced in this one. She plays Ilsa. And then you got uh, Simon Pegg and Ving Rhames and, and Renner. And the interesting thing is that mm-hmm. Renner was supposed to replace Cruz in Fallout. Fallout, the fourth one, was supposed to be the one where he is introduced as kind of the new, not the new Ethan Hawke because he has his own character. And then he was going to take it over because Cruz wasn't going to do another one. But I guess Cruz liked it so much that he's like, yeah, sorry, I'm keeping this. I'm keeping this franchise, and I feel bad for mm-hmm. Renner because he lost the Born franchise too, where he was supposed to take it over after Damon was like, yeah, I don't want to do it, and then Damon changes his mind there, and he's like, yeah, I'm keeping this franchise. So poor That's Renner. That's right. Renner loses out. R- Renner loses out, and then of course he had the snowplow injury. God, you know, God bless him. Hopefully he's going to recover. But I feel bad for him because I think in certain roles he's excellent, like in the town. Like in the Hurt Locker, mm-hmm. but other times he's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't think he's a list material. But Rogue Nation uh, is a great movie, and um, yeah, I, I don't want to spend too much. This is the one where he's hanging on the plane. I think it's most famous for him hanging on the plane. Uh, after that, we get well, twenty sixteen. Also, yep. uh, Renner is really holding on to his Nighthawk role <laughs> for the MCU, so. Um, yeah, but see that that, that, that like his only role now. <laughs> exactly, you know, that that and that that character is not interesting. So he it's is not. supposed to be in Dead Reckoning. He's supposed to be in this last mission. Not yeah. So we'll see if they, maybe they kill him off, or who knows what's going to happen. So 2016, he does Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. We're going to skip that. And again, another flop with the Mummy. So this is when the I think it's Universal was launched a new. Uh, comic book series because of course there's marvel over at disney and then uh warner owns uh the dc universe so like wonder woman and superman so universal has like these old school guys like the dracula the mummy frankenstein so right before this movie came out they had a picture of him as the mummy and russell crowe as i'm gonna get these characters wrong 
as another one. And they were supposed to start their series because Universal wanted to have their own comic book franchise. And then this movie comes out and it absolutely tanks. And so they just shelf that entire thing. It does? It, it takes, you say? It completely tanked. Oh, it tanked. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he got the Razzie, so the yeah. worst actor. So Russell Crowe's in this, and I remember watching this like, oh, Russell Crowe's gotten fat. It was like Fat Crow. What happened to like Quick and the Dead Gladiator, uh, Russell Crowe? Well, the movie's an older man, so. It, but it's they're got, actually the same age, so. It's got yeah. Sophia Batella who plays uh, the, the female in this movie, and it's entertaining. Um, but yeah, it's it's completely skippable. Uh, skippable, skippable. Twenty seventeen. You also have American Made, where he plays real life guy Barry Seal. Uh, have you seen American Made? No, I don't even know what this movie is about. But this is one of those movies where again, it's like, wow, Tom Cruise is doing this movie. He's too good for this movie. It's entertaining. So essentially, Barry Seal is a guy. He's a he's a pilot, and it's based on real life. Who starts flying cocaine? from Colombia to the United States for the CIA. And so it's a movie where he's kind of juggling everything, where he's trying to avoid the, the police, and he gets deeper and deeper in the Colombian cartel, and he's he plays this drug mule, essentially. And it's entertaining, but it, it's like, why is Tom Cruise in this movie? It makes no so sense. So is this an action hero yeah, movie? It's kind of, yeah, it is kind of an action movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then we get to 2018, which is Mission Impossible Fallout. This is the last okay, one. Okay, that's the one I remember. This is the <laughs> one that's got your boy Henry Cavill. and um, I, He's not my boy. I don't like Henry Cavill. Okay, well, either way, Fallout's considered to be probably, <laughs> along with Mission Impossible 1, to be the best of the Mission Impossible mm -hmm. movies. This one's famous, as with all the MIs, the last three, because he does all of his stunts. He broke his ankle when falling off a helicopter. Uh, this movie's famous for him jumping out of the plane, you know, when Henry Cavill's character loses consciousness, consciousness and he's got to jump out mm -hmm. and, and save him. And it's also famous for that great bathroom fight scene. And it, it, it's a great movie. He's He learned to fly a helicopter in this movie. And of I mean, this, this is peak, peak cruise in that. I, 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 this is, the invincible Cruz, who is a Scientologist, because they believe in his being invincible. So, I think so. yeah, I I know so that that that's one of the things that he he just wants to keep going higher and higher and higher, and he does with with the risk taking, the stunts, everything. So. See, to, uh, to me, it's like, like you said, a midlife crisis because he's not doing these stunts back in the day. And now he's mm -hmm. gravitating toward all these action movies and he demands to do all the stunts. And it, is, right. it like, is it like a 50-year-old who's like, I want to get in shape and he starts practicing for a, a 6K, then a 10K, then a half marathon, now a marathon and because he's feeling his mortality. And so he's got to prove that he's not going to be dying in 25 years. And so he, he overcompensates. So is this Cruz overcompensating? Because these Perhaps, are these I, I do think that it's part of his religious beliefs, too, that he has to keep pushing himself to be invincible. So Either way, the, his filmography in the last 20 years, none of these movies really after Collateral 
is he pushing his dramatic talent? You know, you, you saw him in Born in the Fourth of July. You see him in Magnolia. You see him really stretching out of the cruise charisma mode that he can do in his sleep. And then, but the last 20 years, all these movies, there's no acting that really required in the MI movies. He's just being action cruise and charisma cruise. The what? He's just being action cruise and charisma cruise. Right, but he's also being just the moneymaker cruise. He just wants to make money. So. Well, we don't know that, though. I mean, we don't know that. If he's got enough money, clearly. I don't know if that's what's impelling him. Because if he's thinking about his legacy, then doing a bunch of action movies is going to tarnish his legacy. I mean, think about it. Ask a Gen Zer, who's Tom Cruise? What do, you, what do you think of when you think of Tom Cruise? All they're going to think is old man action star. But when you ask our yeah, generation... But he's also, when you he's ask held on to this franchise and a couple of franchises, two or three, actually. And those are big money makers. So I really do think he wants to rake in the money as well. But yes, he hasn't really pushed himself. When you ask so people late. our age about Tom Cruise, they're going to think peak Tom Cruise. We got about 10 minutes. We're going to think about, they're going to think about peak Tom Cruise as being Cruise of early in his career where he's actually trying and he's doing dramatic roles. The young people just think he's an old dude who jumps out of planes and climbs on buildings. Who's crazy. And you know, he's my dad likes him. And I just think in terms of mm -hmm. legacy, uh, it's kind of sad, but let's get to his last movie. So Top Gun Maverick was actually filmed in 2019, 2018. And then they shelved mm -hmm. it and waited to release it after COVID. And of course, this movie has done phenomenally well. It's easily over $1 billion. And it's amazing how he can bring back a, a, a movie franchise that is over 35 years old. And right. just be Maverick again. And you've seen this movie? No, I refuse to see it. I don't want to uh, Why do you refuse to see this movie? I just don't care for the movie. I didn't care for the first Top Gun, and I don't don't care for the sequel so unless there's something that you can convince me of that he does in the film okay well, worth watching you did not like the original top gun i remember us discussing that no. so i think the original top gun is a great movie i think this one is great i waited to see it until i saw it when i went to italy and i saw it on a plane so it wasn't like opening weekend i went to go see it like a lot of people did from our generation i waited nine mm -hmm. months and i had I not seen it on the plane, I probably would have waited till it was streaming on Paramount Plus, where it is streaming now. But he's great. The movie's great. It's got Glenn Powell and Miles Teller. Miles Teller is not a good actor, and he does a bad job being Goose's son, holding <laughs> the grudge. Glenn Powell, I think, is charismatic. I think he's got possibly a career. And um, is, there Jennifer, a, is there a love interest? Yeah, Jennifer Connelly is the love interest. And, um, you know, they actually got someone that's somewhat age appropriate because, you know, normally Cruz has got to be with a much younger woman. And she's only 10 years younger than him. But Connelly looks great for her age. She looks like she's maybe 35 to 40. You know, she's just one of those classic beauties. And this movie is interesting because it's one of the few movies where Cruz actually has chemistry with a woman. There's actual chemistry that Tom Cruise has. Yeah, well, Kidman. I think he has chemistry with Kidman, but Conley, I guess I could see that too. I would watch this movie for Conley just to see how she does. Well, you'll be disappointed because she's like in three scenes. 
I would tell you that if wow. you watch it, if you know someone who's got Paramount Plus, then watch it because I mean it is an iconic franchise, and I think he does great okay. with it. I think he does great with it. So, upcoming, he's got the rumored repeat of of um, Edge of Tomorrow, and then he's already filming Dead Reckoning, Mission Impossible Part One and Two. The rumor is that maybe Part Two is going to be in space, where you know who knows he might die doing these stunts for all we know. And that's what he's got in his filmography. So for the next two years, it's just Mission Impossible movies. So what? See, I mean, there's some reason why that he holds on to that so tightly. I don't know why. Well, okay. So let's review his his last third. I think we can both agree. Like the first part of his career, he's young, he's hungry, he's trying different roles. Then peak mature Cruise is '90s Cruise to probably we would say at least Magnolia. And then he goes into, I'm never going to win Academy Awards, so I'm just going to do action movies and overcompensate for the fact that I'm aging. I, I, I don't I don't understand. Like, if I was his agent, I would tell him, dude, you, you have enough money. Stop doing the action movies. Let's go back and do a character drama. Let's go back and do a, a, either a Jerry Maguire or a Color of Money or a... a a few good men. Let's go back and do what your 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 bread and butter was. What made you famous? You are a decent actor. I'm not going to say he's up there with, you know, Daniel Day Lewis or, or someone like that. But he's a good enough actor, and I think he just needs to go back and show this younger generation that he can in fact act, and that he's just not a hyper James Bond kind of character with with Ethan. I, I think he will. I yeah. think he will by the time he's at least sixty five or. He's 60. He's 60. Yeah. So in his mid-60s, I think he'll go back. Well, I mean, you think he's going to reach a certain age where he can no longer do uh, the stunts. But I don't know. I would not be surprised if he dies doing his stunts. But I would just tell him after the... Yeah, that would be terrible. He'll help die the way he probably would want to die in movies. But I would tell him after these Mission Impossible movies, just do a 10-year run of just going back and doing dramas. Because... You're like packing it in, Cruz. Like I, I get it. Like some people think this is great, Cruz, because he's doing his own stunts. And I get kudos to him because most actors are such wusses; they wouldn't do their own stunts. So you have to give him credit for that. He wants to give an authentic experience. He doesn't like CGI. I respect that. But I would respect more just go back and do the movies that made you great. You know, I want to see. Yeah, that I potential. could see him being like a Clint Eastwood type. Who doesn't necessarily direct his films, but a Clint Eastwood type who who actually acts in drama. I like to see him so. do a Newman flip around where he does the new version of the verdict. You know, I want to see him do yeah a great he do that. where he's in that age where he can get those roles. He's Tom Cruise, right? He can get any role he wants. Let's do the great dramas, okay? Just just phase yeah. out of action cruise. Because Action mm-hmm. Cruise, to me, is boring. He's boring. The movies are entertaining, but he's boring. All right. We've got <laughs> four minutes left. What are your Desert Island top three cruise movies? Not where you think he's the best, but like if you were stuck in a Desert Island, which three cruise movies would you take with you? Okay. Well, I would watch Rain Man because I've seen Rain Man so many times on TV anyways. Well, is it because and you love Rain Man, or so. just because you you know the movie well? 
I know the movie well, and I think it's an entertaining film as well. So, um, and it's, it's like you said earlier, uh, Gregory. It's one of his best films, one of his best performances. Should have so. got the Academy Award. All right, what's your number two and three? But he didn't get the Academy Award. Right. Um, uh, number two would be Eyes Wide Shut. Because that's a cool Stanley Kubrick film. Psychosexual drama, as they would call it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's some great performances in that film. And okay. he's great in it, too. And, you're, and, you're, and number three would be Minority Report. Because I love that, that science fiction film. I okay. love the whole idea of it and everything. The okay, concept. We got, we got a couple. And he's terrific in it. We have a couple minutes left, so I'm going to go. My, mine are very different. I'm going to go cocktail. <laughs> go oh, God. Jerry Maguire, of course, because that's one of my top favorite movies of all time. And I'm going to go with, I mean, I, I feel like I'm on a desert mm -hmm. island. I do have to take one of the Mission Impossible movies. I would not take Top Gun or Top Gun Maverick. So I'll probably, probably take, I like Rogue Nation. I really like the fourth one. Or Ghost Protocol, mm -hmm. I should say. I, I would probably take... You know what I actually would do is probably take Tropic Thunder because I just love that movie and I want to laugh. So I'll do <laughs> Tropic Thunder, Jerry Maguire, which is peak cruise. And then I just love Cocktail because Elizabeth Shue's in it. Now, again, I didn't say these are his three best movies. We're saying these are the movies that we would take with us. All right. right. I, I think he has such a small role in Tropic Thunder. You can't really say that. Well, uh, but but I'm cheating the system. He's in it, and so I'd want to take that on the desert island because that movie consistently makes me laugh. So we have a minute left. What's your takeaway on Cruise? Thirty seconds. I think he's one of the best actors of all time in Hollywood today. So, and I do I do think he's a a genuinely good actor. I really do. All right, and he does show a lot of range. In his filmography, he does show a lot from of science fiction to drama to action to all of that. So yeah, I think he's one of the best. Of he all does time. show a lot of range in his filmography, but nothing in the last twenty years really. So my take on Cruz is he is the last great movie star. He 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 is beyond uh, just being an actor. He is the iconic movie star that will always be remembered no matter how his career goes. And again, I mean, $8.5 trillion made at the box office. He is a legend in regards to what we think of his acting ability. He is Tom Cruise. He's iconic. May, I appreciate you coming yeah. on. Until next time, take care. God bless. Sure. Sure, Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.